You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. This episode is special because I'm actually talking to an expert. I have Alicia with me, also known as the hair artiste. She does amazing things with hair and color, and she does natural hair, she does braids. I mean, she really, really does it all, and we get into her full career journey. But then I also just use the time to ask her some of the questions that I've always had about hair. I think because I'm a you know, self-professed DIY queen. And I think I can educate myself uh, on the internet and books and just do it all on my own. I realized that I had a lot of reservations and doubts about professional hair stylists. And because I had bad experiences, I got really bad heat damage about two years ago. I like never, ever, ever wanted to go to anyone to flat iron my hair. I still am super careful about putting heat on my hair, but just also learning how much an expert knows versus what I know and seeing how much working with her has just increased the quality of my life because I just love my hair so much and I love the color that she's done. And also as she's doing my hair, she talks to me about which products work well, which products I should avoid because of my hair type. And it's just been a really amazing journey. So I'm excited to share her perspective with you guys. As always, thank you all for your support, for following Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. And please, please, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, just take a moment, subscribe. If you guys also could take a moment to rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, I'd be so grateful. They make it kind of difficult to leave a review. You have to use a username that hasn't been used before. So just add a bunch of numbers to the end, but it really helps other people discover this show and just, yeah, let's have the Naked Beauty community grow even more. All right, let's get into the episode with Alicia. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am joined here with Alicia Luciano a master, amazing hairstylist who I got to meet, when did we meet? Like six months ago? I think so. About six, seven months ago. You did my first ever highlights, which was so exciting. But you're like just this incredible hairstylist and you've been doing it. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, Professionally, January will be about 10 years. Wow. Okay. So you've been doing it for 10 years. I know you're from Boston. Yes. But you came to New York when you were 21. I think so. Those years are kind of a blur. Um, but definitely in my early 20s, I uh, got to New York. I came here because I'd outgrown Boston. I kind of hit the ceiling there. 
And I had, uh, had a Berkeley professor come in one day and she kind of told me about myself. And um, if you've reached your early 20s, you will know that that is not a very um, joyous thing to experience, <laughs> uh, especially if it's from an elder. Yes. And um, she pretty much told me I needed to be in New York or L.A. in order to continue to grow. And I took it to heart. And within a month, I was in New York. Wow. And you studied color theory? Yeah. My whole education is artistically based. Color theory came naturally to me. So yeah. I had learned it year after year after year after year. And so, I mean, by the time you get to seventh grade, that's already yes. eight years worth of art yes. artistic education. So um, when it came time to actually coloring hair, I've been blessed to be able to merge both approaches. Because when you're coloring hair, there's there's a real science to it, but there's also, you've got to have some sort of vision in mind. Yes. And you're formulating. So a lot of times that's not something that's always taught in all communities, uh, especially as a woman of color. It was not something that was taught to me. I had to seek out uh, the hair side of it really? later on in my career. Okay. So you've had experience working in all types of salons, white salons, black salons. High-end, mom and pop, you name yes. it. Yes. And you are of mixed race, so yes. you probably also experienced. Yes. My mom uh, did an exceptional job. I think that's actually why I fought so hard later in my career and throughout my career um, to service everyone. Mm -hmm. There isn't a texture that I can't work with. Uh, there isn't a person of any background that I can't work with. Um I really do my best to try to make sure that I have what it takes to provide everyone with what they need. Yeah. And if I don't, I don't have a problem seeking out more information as well as, you know, maybe finding someone who maybe is better suited for the job. Yeah. But my mom did the research necessary to make sure that she could care for my hair, which is very, very curly. <laughs> and my mom's hair is very, very straight. And this but, is like pre-YouTube, pre-Instagram. Oh yeah, pre I mean, there was, she just figured it out. I think there was maybe three multiracial kids in my my neighborhood or, wow. you know, or like surrounding yeah. towns. Um, when I was born, it was like, it started to be more of a thing. But from what I know, my mom was pretty comfortable uh, in terms of all the other parents. I don't know how comfortable <laughs> they were. Um, but I mean, more often than not, I have women coming in and, you know, either they're going to be moms and they're nervous because maybe their childhood experiences weren't that great or their childhood experiences were not great at all. And mm -hmm. So it's interesting for me, and it lets me know how fortunate I was that my mom, she was like, listen, we're going to figure this out. Absolutely. You absolutely. <laughs> the early memories you have with your hair so much informs the relationship you have with your hair. Oh, yeah. I want to brag a little bit about your clients <laughs> because you've worked with everyone from, well, I won't say who your first client, big client was, because I want to hear that story from you, <laughs> but you um, work with everyone from Joan Smalls, Gabrielle Sidibe. Lil Yachty, Sway Lee, who, well, I mean, lots of big names. You're very, like, nonchalant and, like, don't care about any of it. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like you do a real range from, like, real women that are, like, working full-time jobs. But then yeah. also, you know, I know you did Elaine's braids, like her braided bob for the cover <laughs> of a magazine. Um, and then you work with, like, editors and actresses and singers. So you have a really big range of clients. I think... Um I mean, I guess I would say hard work pays off in some yeah. strange way. Um, but as a woman that works behind the scenes, I have learned that sometimes and more often than not, the most valuable player may not be the person with the biggest spotlight on them. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's women that are calling the shots. There's men that are calling the shots. And they are very busy and they mm -hmm. are very driven and they're very focused and they need self-care just like anyone else. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have people of that stature as clients as well as socialites or celebrities and things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone has a vision for themselves. Yes. And everyone starts to understand metamorphosis. And mm -hmm. that's something that I just really enjoy. Yes. You um, love the transformation. I, I love a transformation. And I love the forever evolving transformation. Like I have clients from seven or eight years now and we've done it so many times that mm. it's like, you know, like a good, <laughs> like <laughs> what's next, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it allows us to be challenged in different ways. And with that metamorphosis, 
perspective, uh, I'm able to to kind of work in all elements, whether it's like editorial or it's my client who I've known for eight years and is getting married or is having a baby and being like, all right, girl, this is what we got to do. We got to map it out. We got nine months. How are we going to do this? All right, what's the look for the delivery room? Like, you know, it might sound like, what? Is she serious? And it's like, oh, I'm very serious. If I I can help you be comfortable getting a new job, then I will absolutely help you be comfortable walking down the aisle. And I will absolutely make you feel comfortable bringing life into the world. And Mm -hmm. I will absolutely help you, you know, quit your first job and and be like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to witness and partake in such large moments like that with all sorts of people, whether anyone else in the world knows who they are or not. Yes. So I, I'm always inspired from mm-hmm. all different walks of life, but they definitely influence each other. You know, yes. the everyday woman to me can be what inspires that editorial look. Yeah, so true. So I, I think it's just not allowing anyone to go over, to be overlooked, really. Yes. And I think that until I started working with you, I don't think I really truly understood how your hairstylist can be your collaborator, right? Absolutely. It's not It's not like a service. It's Absolutely. like a collaborative, okay, what's the vision? These are some thoughts that I have, but then you're really the person that evolves it and executes <laughs> and makes it happen. But that's a blessing, I mean, to find someone that's able to collaborate with you on that level and who just gets it. How do you think people should go about having that discussion with a stylist? Like, Going in with a more open mind, I would say, and not just being like, I want this and this done, and this is exactly how I want it. When it comes to working with a hairstylist or artist or hairdresser, be mindful of what title they're claiming, because that may give you some cues as to where their specialties Ah, lie. Okay. I mean, a few years ago, more than a few years ago, I started to run with the hair artist, and yeah, I love. I hadn't really heard it, and um, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm taking this and I'm running with it." Yes. And now I see it all the time, and there are some moments where I was like, "Oh, wait, they can't do that too." <laughs> but then at the same time, I was like really pleased because I was like, "This is great." You know, a lot of people are looking outside the box, and mm-hmm. they're realizing they don't have to be confined to just a hairdresser or hairstylist. That mm-hmm. there's a different sense of pride that is allowed. And and if they find an area where it's not allowed, we're going to make it allowed. And I think it's important from a client perspective to really be mindful of that. You get what you paid for. Take a second and ask yourself, are your expectations realistic? Mm. For me, I don't like long drawn out consultations. I think it's just a lot of air. And it can lead to a lot of smoke and mirror type of like miscommunication, um, which is really unnecessary. I'd rather just get right to the root of whatever's happening and solve it. Right. Because a lot of what anyone in hair does is problem solve. That's really what it is. It's one giant equation. And so if the client isn't able to put variables A, B, and C on the table, then it's really difficult for the artist to do their job. Yeah. And then some. Because nine times out of ten – the artist is probably going to give you more than what you even knew you could have. Yes. But when the client is in the chair and they're over, they're over directing or you need to do this and well, this is that. And it's like, honey, your face doesn't look like that. That's not, it's not your bone structure. And, you know, it's important that you're developing trust throughout this process. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to talk before you start. Your consultation can happen in the chair, but it doesn't mean you need to, book a separate consultation from the service. Right. That's my thing. Like I like to just chat before we even get rolling, but right. I don't need I don't need you to come in for 30 minutes and we just talk about some right. stuff like right. but depending on the service or pretending per, depending on maybe the condition of the client and maybe their hair and what they're mm-hmm. going through, yes, it might be necessary. Yeah. But if we're doing a haircut, we need to build some trust. And if you can't trust me to do that, yes. then this just might not work out. Yes. You know, and yes. that's just, we're, we're grown at this mm-hmm. point. I've got six-year-olds that yeah. will come in and be like, this is, I'm changing my life. And I'm like, all right, let's go for it. Like, <laughs> kid you not, I have a six-year-old and he was like, I have long hair. Everyone thinks I'm a girl. And I want locks. And I saw it in Black Panther. And this wow. is what I want. And I found the photo of Michael B. Jordan just to double check. Like, I was yes, like, let me make sure. Yes, this is what you want. Yeah, yeah, like, I had to make sure we matched. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, guess who? 
if you played yes. that game as a kid. Yeah. We all have the same, same exact yeah. cards. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we're looking at the same ones. And so for he and I, I found the photo. He's like, yeah, that's it. Boom. Within five minutes, yeah. we were on a roll. We'd already started our process. Yeah. And he's six. So that's the amazing. fact that I can have a six-year-old make up his mind and be decisive and put trust in me within moments. Yeah. No excuse for everyone else. <laughs> there, there is no excuse for everyone else. You know, it's like I understand everyone has a track record and, and a past, but that past is the past. You can't put those scars and those unfortunate situations on this new stylist. They didn't hurt you. Exactly. And it's not fair because, to be quite honest, that's not going to help them create anything great for you. Mm-hmm. All it does is put stress on them and clouds their creative vision and clouds all of the goodness they had prepared for you, it really is a blessing. So don't block it by putting the past Bring on the new in. person. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, get some sage, burn it out. Like, exactly. You know, it, it's it's just, a new relationship. It is a new relationship, yeah. and you get what you give. So if, if your stylist or your hair artist really sees that you're really trying to make the most of that appointment and you're really trying to like like your situation and grow within it, then they're going to help you. And if they don't help you, then they might not be the right person for you. you. And that's okay. Like, it's no big deal. But do your research. Word of mouth is everything. Like, I, to this day, will be like, girl, I love your hair. Like, you know, stopping people on the street and not being, like, if you see color you love, who did your color, right? Yeah. I I do it. (laughs) And this is my profession. And I still want to know. Because say there's something that I've seen and I don't offer that service, I want to know. Yeah. I have no problem being like, you know, go see this person. Go see that person. If I don't know, then I don't know. But I'm the first person like, oh, my God, I love your curls. Oh, my God, I love this. Oh, what are you using? Yeah. I mean, why not? And I think because you are seeing so many people that have been burned before, because mm-hmm. you do, I know you do a lot of corrective color. Mm-hmm. And even like for me, I think I did my first color at Diva Curl, which like, they're fine. But it was like, baby, it was like, okay, you're you're dipping your toe in the water. Like now you're ready to see the hair artist and like get the full thing mm-hmm. done. But you probably see the results of people getting what they paid for in that mm-hmm. I think that people try to take shortcuts mm-hmm. and Absolutely. pay less. And Absolutely. Then, and then you're going to pay five times more to get it corrected. Exactly. So yeah. just Absolutely. make the investment Absolutely. from the very beginning. I mean, it's there's certain things that you can cut corners with, and then there's other things that you just knew better. Right. And, you know, I there's many things in life that I have to learn the hard way. When it comes to hair, it's not that. That is not something that I want to learn the hard way. I want to learn that the first time, the first go around. So, you know, I I think it's just tricky. The hair market is a really tricky situation because there have been just so many goods and bad moments over the years. And, I mean, if I can have a 16-year-old save her coin to come sit in my chair, then, hey— yeah. It, it makes it really tricky, you know. It, it all there's always going to be the person that's like, oh, well, I and I just, well, eh. but then it's like, but there's always the six year old, there's always the sixteen year old, yes. there's always the twenty one year old, yeah, and then there's always the sixty five year old mm-hmm. who's like, honey, look at I'm here. This is what we're going to do. And so for all those people that fall in between, I think it's really just being clear about what you want. If you want the best, then seek out the best. If you want mediocre, then there's plenty of that for those people as right. well. But, you know, you attract your tribe. So yes. it's like if you if there's a certain look you're going for, you can find it. But when you find it, don't be shocked if, you know, you might have to step it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have to step it up all the time. There's always things happening. There's always different stylists stepping in the game and I'm inspired and they're pushing me to just be better at what I'm doing. You know, I'm always learning. I'm always fine tuning. And that's just the nature of the game. But I think a lot of people don't realize that when they do select hairstylists or hair artists, it's just like, you're not just getting that. They're your therapist as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, we usually know more about our clients than their own family members. You know, yeah. whether I'm lending a shoulder for someone to cry on or for whether I'm like, listen, you call me when you get out of the doctors. You let me know. Like, mm-hmm. we're extending ourselves in more ways than one. And it's just kind of like when you factor that into it, it's just like you got to lift each other up. You know, if if they're there to lift you up when you need it the most, then you should be there to do that. Whether it's spreading the word and letting others know 
how great their skills and their gifts are or, you know, by whatever means. Absolutely. And, and being able to read people. It's tricky. It's huge, which actually is a perfect segue into your kind of first big client, which I can't even imagine that level of stress. It was a lot. But I was young. Yeah. So, okay. How old were you and what was the situation? I think I was 21. Okay. Um, I was working in New York City and I had came uh, to New York. I started to work for this woman named Amoy Pitters. And at the time she was it. You know, she was the weave queen. To this day, I don't think I've ever witnessed anyone do a weave as seamless as hers. Mm. I also didn't know anyone that was charging the price points <laughs> that she was charging as well. Oh, I know. So, I can get crazy. Oh, girl. Thousands and thousands. Yeah. yeah and this crazy. was... Years ago. So at that point, I mean, I think what people don't really keep in mind is there's a real trajectory. So at that time, I was coming from Boston and I was doing exceptionally well financially. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, 21. I was like, woo, my tips were crazy. I could buy a bag in the afternoon. Like it was great. And when I chose to come to New York, I was willing to sacrifice all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started working for, I think I was making $50 a day. Wow. And I think at that time, one day's worth of work would buy me my weekly train pass. Yeah. So with her, every top black actress, model, socialite, you name yeah. it. If you were a woman of color, you were in there. Business women, socialites, whatever. And that was my new life. And so... I'm not making much money. I'm encountering these successful women. I know my standards outside of New York City. So there was a lot of shifts happening. And I think within the first month, a longtime client of hers was Naomi Campbell. And so that day came. You know the day is going to come, but you just don't know which day it is. And, you know, you're like, (laughs) oh, man, what am I wearing? Am I cute today? Is she going to like me? And it was a house call, right? The first time I did her hair was in the salon. And it was just a blowout. Okay. And then after that, um, I, I guess I passed the test. <laughs> she was really nice. She was very sweet was to me. And I I was, I was, oh, God, I was shook. Yeah, um, I mean, the height, the yeah, cheekbones, the face. The, all of it, all she's of it. She's a legend. She's, yeah, legendary. She's iconic. Yeah. Uh, she's not, she's just it. Yes. You know, and I was young and I was like, man, I, I'm good. I know I'm good. But, yeah. But the, she's witnessed this. Yes. Someone has done this for her every day. So she knows. Yes. And uh, so I needed a pep talk, and I was grateful. And Moy was like, girl, you got this. Yeah. So we did that. And then following that, um, I started to do house calls for her for just fashion week, things like that. And she was the first person that had ever pulled up my work. So it was like the next day or the following day of my first day with her for fashion week. Um, she like pulled up the photo and was like, this is what you did yesterday. You killed it. Do it again. And it was just like, what? What? Yes. Did she just, oh my, oh my God. Because she recognized you as a creative and as an artist. As and like something. Helping, you know, to translate her vision. I don't, I, I guess so. All of those things. Yeah. I think it was just more to be so young, to be in her beautiful environment and to be welcomed into her space like that. And for the, her to also just praise the work that I had done it was shocking, but it also let me know, well, you know, like, shit, if Naomi Campbell thinks she's cute, right. you know, she says <laughs> yes, you got it, you that got you it. got it. You got and, it, yeah. And so, you know, yeah. we continued to do that, and it was a blessing to create for her and, and do a lot of, um, I did some color for her. And at that time, I was doing a lot of custom extensions uh, okay. for a lot of women in the game. And whether it was ombre, at that time, there really wasn't much ombre. And okay. if there was, you weren't seeing it on uh, black women. And so that was my thing is I was, I sought out how to color hair uh, in white salons, dominantly white salons. Okay. And really coloring hair is, it happens in uh, like Latino and black salons, but just not in the depths that it does in white mm-hmm. salons. You know, it's mm-hmm. like white salons, you're learning how to do blondes, like it's your job because <laughs> everybody's coming in every three weeks to get their highlights done. Yeah. And that's when you realize that you're like, oh, wait, wait. Everybody's not just blonde. And you're like, yes. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> These ladies are paying for yeah. it. And yeah. so that's when you start to learn the other side of yeah. things. And my mom's a brunette, so I didn't know anything about yeah. that. And um, so I was learning certain techniques and certain formulas and certain things that I was able to 
bring to the table for black women. Yeah. So it was like, I can give you the Mary J. Blige Blonde, whether you want it from 1992, 1996, <laughs> or 2005. Like, you let me know which one you want yes. and we can do it. And um, Amoy recognized that. And so I started to do all of her color, uh, whether it was like Marjorie Harvey. And these are women that probably have no idea. Yes. I yeah. don't I honestly couldn't yeah. tell you if they knew because I was like hidden in the back room. Yeah. Like just coloring hair for hours <laughs> at a time. So it's like I'm I'm sure they still got it. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Or you know, it, it's just one of those things that some of the women knew and some of the women literally had no idea because yeah. I was literally just like this hidden little gem in a back room for Doing hours coloring yes. uh, extensions. Cause that's when weaves were big and they mm-hmm. were just coming into the game. But it was a crazy time. I just I just think of how much work I was doing and how yeah. very little I was making, and <laughs> and at the same time how worth it it was. Absolutely, but I also feel like your nonchalance is translated into how you kind of operate today. Like I remember you were talking about going to the Glossier store opening and you just like went in like your bubble jacket and your sneakers yeah. and you're like, what? this is fancy. Like what, like once you've kind of- I like to be cozy. Yeah. I'm a cozy girl. Like I can dress. And you're not trying to like prove your- No, I could really care less. Yeah. I would, I have come to terms with being overlooked. Mm. That's just, it's just, I guess, part of who I am and a part of my story and- for a long time, it used to really bother me. And now I'm just kind of like, it's cool. Yeah, like you if don't, you don't see it. You don't you have don't, to see it, you, you see know. It. But if if you do see it, shout out to you. Because if you pay close enough attention, you're going to learn something. If you pay close enough attention, hopefully I'll inspire you. But at the same time, I'm cool with people having no idea what I do. Yeah. And that's what I've learned works for me. And depending on what setting people meet me in is really how things go. You know, sometimes people meet me in a music setting and they're like, oh, like, so you're in music. I'm like, no. And like, oh, yeah. or they meet me in a museum setting and they're like, oh, you're the, no. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm okay with that. because like then I'm f- everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm inspired by all these things and yeah, why not? I also feel like it's interesting you have this background of doing so much work in like weaves and color because I feel like your work with natural hair is so visible now and braids in particular. So usually I feel like stylists maybe can do one thing really well, but not the other. Um, Like they're specialists in natural Mm -hmm. hair and locks Mm -hmm. and braids Mm -hmm. um, or they're specialists in weaves and wigs, Mm -hmm. but you do both. I try to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, it's more I specialize in all of the things that I've had. So it's like, yes, I can do weaves. Is it something that I advertise? No, because it it takes so long. That yeah. I yes. <laughs> I would rather be like, yes. go to this person. They're fantastic. They enjoy this. You're, it's a breeze yeah. versus it's like braids. I'm like, yes, girl, sit down. Let's do this. Yes. It's a ball. Oh, I, love it. I love my braids. I love my braids. It's just a different mm-hmm. different strokes for different folks. But really, I, I only offer the services that I've of things that I've had. Because yeah. I want if if I'm sitting with the person in my chair, I'm gonna be just probably very blunt, maybe more blunt there than yes. they're used to. But I've endured at least some of where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So it's like, listen, let's just cut out all the the, the fluff. Yes. Let's just get down yes. to it. This is what this is going to feel like. This is what this is going to do. I know you say you want this. Let's be mindful of A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And then we can create this unique situation. Yeah. And then that's when the person's like, whoa, I didn't know I could do that. Yes. Now, yes. if I didn't have the personal experience, I probably wouldn't. Be able to do that. Yeah. No, it would, it would go a bit differently. Can we do a very quick just vocabulary check-in on yes. highlights, lowlights, base color, yes. ombre, yes. tone? Yes. So all of the things that um, Brooke has just mentioned are <laughs> color terms Yes. when it comes to coloring your hair. And because this isn't necessarily lingo that's heard in uh black salons or Latino salons or even Asian salons or whatever salons. Really, these are just things that are overused in upscale white salons, (laughs) which is cool. Yeah. But things are shifting and people want what they want. So lowlights are the same as highlights. The difference is it's just a dark pigmentation. So it's like right now my ends are like a light brown and my roots are dark. So I would low light the bottom to 
to blend it with the dark color at the top. I see. Right. I so see. it's low light, meaning darker, highlight, highlight. meaning lighter. Got so it. if I were to put some blonde highlights in here, they're highlights. Got if it. I were to do some darker colored highlights, they're low lights. Ah, okay. I didn't so it's just that. high okay. and low. Um, honestly, when it comes to stuff like that, that's usually something that I'm like, okay, girl, we're transitioning this season's color to next season's color. Let's do some low lights, meaning we don't have to erase everything we've created. We can just transition it. I see. So even for me, I'm definitely going to do some low lights by the end of this week. And that's just because I don't want all of the light color at the ends to go away. I but see. But I do want to transition. Got it. For the season. Okay. Base color? Base color could be your natural color. Um, that's your base. That's your starting point. Base color could also be, say I want it to go blonde and I want it to be as realistic as possible. And I don't want it to be like blonde to the root. I can change my base color meaning I can change my template. It's, I see. It's just like um, if you're in your apartment and you're like, oh, I, don't want, I don't want beige walls anymore. I'm going to like switch it up. The wall color would be your base color ah. because then you're going to hang your paintings, your mirrors, everything's going to correlate okay. and work around that, that situation. So, so it's, helpful. it's home base. Okay. Um, whether it's yours naturally or it's created. Okay. Um, ombre is just ombre the ends. Ombre is colors on the ends. Balayage is a hand painting technique. And one thing I would say when it comes to balayage is, curly girls, please be mindful that balayage is not going to look the same as it does on every YouTube video with girls with straight hair. Yes. Our starting point isn't necessarily straight. Right. We can stretch our hair in order to do color, which a lot of you guys should be mindful of. I often do that with some of my clients, mm -hmm. depending on their texture. But don't be fearful of that. If they know what they're doing, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It just means that they're trying to get the application smoothly and consistency because we all know once we brush through, we mm -hmm. breathe, we need to brush through again. So yeah. usually it's a bit easier to get through the process. Um, and color is time sensitive. Um, I'm trying to think. Ombre. I feel like also I didn't realize this until I colored my hair that you're not supposed to have your hair freshly washed. You, you can. But like it's, it's not, not a big deal. I think number one is if you're if you're going to get highlights or something of that nature, and your hair is going to be stretched, you don't want a ton of product buildup in it. So right. yeah, if you wash it, great. But realize that you're going to wash it again, yeah. which isn't a big deal. Yeah. But anytime you're going to the hair salon, honestly, like I know majority of us are like, girl, I just went five days about to go to the salon anyways. Like, why am I going to wash it? <laughs> but if you are a person that is constantly co-washing, constantly reapplying product, do yourself a favor and wash your hair before you go. Mm -hmm. Because you will have an unreasonable amount of buildup. Yeah. And just because your stylist is going to wash it doesn't mean they want to wash it five times. And then it still has buildup in it. Yeah. And then they go to straighten your hair yeah. or they go to stretch your hair. And you're not going to get the best quality of service. And yeah. so that, and, and it happens. I know it doesn't, you're like, what? No way. And it's like, yes way. Because co-washing is a whole new world right now. Like yes. the products are so heavy. The coating is so yes. heavy. So many people aren't cleansing their hair. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. I think it started when everyone wanted to do like big chops and yeah. the no, and I'm, I'm not like a heavy shampoo user, but I always make sure that I cleanse yeah. my hair. Yeah. I think it's just not being afraid of shampoo. I think it's also big on, like, where do you live? Mm -hmm. We're in New York City. Yeah. New York City is just… Dirty. <laughs> you know, I didn't really realize how gross it is kind yeah. of here until I, like, traveled other places. And I was like, oh, it's so clean here. <laughs> you come back to New York and you're like, ew. You know, know, even if you just… Your, your head… If my hair touches the seat on the train, I'm oh, like… God. Ooh, okay. Like, it's something just so minuscule, yeah. but you're like, okay, so I'm going to co-wash for the next two weeks? No. no. Yeah. Because every time you're co-washing, it is going to collect dirt, and it's going to collect dust, and it's going yeah. to, it just collects. And then you're in your bed, and you're in your pillow, and you're yeah. like all of those things constantly. And so it's just kind of like, all right, let's draw the line in the sand. Where is the mark of, let me regroup, let me refresh. Also, just you're carrying that energy around with you. If you had a bad day on Tuesday and you're still having a bad day by Saturday, you probably wash your hair. <laughs> and, and I know that sounds so taboo, but yeah. seriously, 
cleanse yourself, like yeah. wash it away, start over, refresh. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's your crown. That's the top point of your whole being. So if some things just don't seem right and you're trying mm-hmm. to shake it, give that a shot. What shampoos do you love that aren't overly drying? Because I feel like because people have been burned so badly by mm-hmm. these like sulfate, really harsh cleansing shampoos, they're just like, I'm never going to use shampoo again. I think shampoo has a lot to do with the products you're using. I think if you're using really heavy products, mm-hmm. then you need a clinic clarifying shampoo. It can be a Castile soap. It can literally be a clarifying shampoo. Like it, mm-hmm. can be, it needs balance though. And a lot of times people are like, oh, I use a coconut oil and I use olive oil like, and I use this oil and I use that oil. And so then I'm like, but you do you cook with those? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, those aren't going to penetrate your hair follicles, especially if you have fine hair. A lot of times people don't realize, yes, we have curly hair. Yes, we have textured hair, but it's very fine. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I have really fine hair. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize they might have a large density. And density means the amount of hair mm-hmm. you have. And whether it's fine or a thicker texture or a more coarse of a texture, that that literally is the strand of hair itself. And that's where people kind of get blurry. Yeah. And it's like, listen, there's solutions for all of the above, but they all need to be treated differently. Like fine hair and coconut oil are like the worst mix ever. Oh, like yeah. My be, hair hates coconut oil. It'll be brittle and it'll snap, you know, yeah. versus someone that has a bit more of a coarse texture. It might love it. It's yeah. like taking a bubble bath. You exactly. Know? So, I mean, everyone should have a clarifying shampoo. Everyone should have a, a, a heavy conditioner. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think it's just more everyone really needs to just take a second look in their product cabinet mm-hmm. and say, what have I not used? Yes. What do I not like? Yeah. If I think it was The Art of art of Tidying is the book. Oh, where you, like, um, clean the Marie house. Kondo, yes. the um, Fabulous. magic of, yeah. Love it. It's so good. It works so Japanese well. philosophy. I'm obsessed. Basically what she has you do is you will hold an article of clothing in your hand. If it doesn't bring you joy, you remove it yeah. from your home. Do that with your hair products. I know. Like, I love the smell of pink luster lotion, but it does not serve me. It doesn't really do anything. But I love it's nostalgic. It smells delicious. But not really. It's just my childhood. You know, I smell that and I think of my childhood. Same with jam. Same with all these products. Or you buy something really expensive and because you've spent so much money on it. Like, I still have this, like, Moroccan oil mist that does not. It just doesn't work on my hair. But I spent so much money on it that I'm like, let me just hold on to this. But it's not. It's just taking up space. The money's already been spent. So just get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it or um, donate it. A colleague of mine has just started doing uh, these it's really cute events. Exchange. It's a, an event where it's a product oh, exchange. That's cute. I love I'll, that. I'll definitely need to link you with her. Yes. Um, and I think that can be helpful as well. It's like it's yeah. tricky because you know you don't want it to just clutter someone else's home. <laughs> yeah. Here I so, hated this. Yeah, <laughs> like here you go. But you never know; it might work better for someone yeah. else than it did for you. But I love that simplify, idea. simplify, 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 simplify. That's it. Like you should really be able to have five products and keep it moving. Wow, I have it so many. It really products. doesn't need to yeah. be that complicated yeah. because there's there's more than that. There's not even enough time in the week. I know. So think about it. If we're shampooing once a week or maybe co-washing once a week, why would we need more than five? You know, you have a good gloss, good shampoo, good conditioner. Wait, whoa, whoa. What's gloss? Gloss is like a top coat. So think of like you put a top coat on your nails to make it shiny. A gloss would be the same. Like a leave-in conditioner? Nope. That would be a leave-in conditioner. Oh. So I I like a gloss as like a finishing. Okay. So sometimes it's like… Like who makes a gloss? Everybody has a gloss. Okay. Um, Or it would be like a serum. Ah, okay. Even for like curly hair? Of course. Because really, it's not like it's supposed to last and do the most. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like to do it just because I'm like, I want to give it a little shine. I see. You know, my hair not might not be dry, but I might feel like it looks dry. Yeah. But it's hard. Once you start to have a large amount of hair, you really like. I can only see this part. You know. Yeah. After a while, it just does its own thing. Yeah. So if I put a little gloss in it, a and I feel, I feel like I smell good. Yes, you know, like yeah. just when, that extra. Yeah, I think as a black woman, it's like I don't want anyone coming near my head and it doesn't smell good. Mm-hmm. And I think just as a woman in general, I don't want anyone to come near my head and it smells good. You know, I think there's just there's levels to it. Yeah. Um, I think and I hate all of these child-like scented products when it's like <laughs> strawberry banana cream or yeah, like no. chocolate vanilla. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't want to smell cucumber melon went out the window for me you know with oh, that time. and I love cucumber melon but there was a time for it <laughs> you know there really was I think as you evolve and as you grow as yeah. a woman what 
scent you give off is just very, very important. And I think it's not necessarily important to anyone else, but it's important to you just because, Mm -hmm. I I mean, some women want to have an airy scent of them. Some want to have like more of a sexy smell. And I think it's just a different smell for different things. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't want to smell like that. I don't want to smell like a smoothie. I'd rather drink the smoothie than smell like a smoothie. Let's quickly talk about the importance of getting your hair cut because so many women are holding on to length at the expense of the health of their hair and Mm -hmm. not really correlating the fact that if they don't get it regularly Mm -hmm. cut, it will not grow. Yes. Uh, So the tricky thing with haircuts is a lot of people didn't have enjoyable ones as kids. Mm. Um, I mean, I definitely had my share of those. But uh, the thing is, as adults now, a lot of people have more hopes, dreams, aspirations, and demands when it comes to what their hair looks like. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll have women that maybe have never really had hair longer than their shoulders. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. And they're looking at me like I'm insane. They're like, When you say no problem that you can grow it to Mm -hmm. bra strap. Right. And they're just like, shh. Oh, yeah. I mean, women actually say, my hair cannot grow long. Of course. But if you're saying my hair cannot, then what's really the issue? Mm. It's not, it has nothing to do with your hair. It literally has nothing to do with your hair. It has everything to do with what you just put on it. And that's a cannot. Yes. I was taught from an early age the words, I can't, don't fly here. (laughs) Um, So a lot of times it has to do with a little bit of reprogramming, a little bit more of inserting of more mindfulness and trust. So for me, I'm just like, look, if if you're going to come in, then I can handle it. But that I can't force anyone to come in consistently. I can't force anyone to to come sit in my chair regularly. It it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, What's like the minimum in terms of how often you should be getting I think it depends on the texture of hair. Some yeah, people can, can get away with one cut a year. Yeah. I would say two cuts minimum a year. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what your goals are because what really what happens if you're doing like two cuts a year, then chances are you're probably going to cut off everything you gained. Yeah, true. You know, and, and that's when everyone's like, oh, it's not growing. And it's like, well, actually it was growing a lot. Yes. But yeah. the time frame between each cut was just so long that everything you that you believe you acquired, you're having to get rid of. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do like four haircuts a year, I think you're in really great shape because at that point, you never have to fully cut off what you acquired. Yeah. So you're always able to maintain a bit more. Yeah. Oh, now I'm excited to get my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah. I think really when it comes to haircuts, you just want to get to a point where you're like, girl, go ahead and cut. I know it grows. Yeah. I know I got it. It'll yeah, grow right exactly. back. Exactly. You know, for me, I'm usually getting yelled at because it grew back too fast which I thought, always thought was really funny. But yeah, I think it's all about trust. Haircuts are great. Not, it doesn't always have to be the length. A lot of times it's the shape. The shape, yep. And that's new for a lot of people as well. So really just find someone that's going to listen to you and yeah. is going to walk you through it. But at the same time, don't beat a dead horse. Like, trust them. Don't ask the same question five times expecting a different answer. <laughs> like, if you're asking a professional, they're giving you professional advice. Yeah. If you don't like the advice they gave you, then you got to go somewhere else. And yeah. chances are you're going to go somewhere else. They're going to tell you the same thing. And then yeah. you're just, I know. it I might not like be people, them. It might be you. You, you know? I know. I feel like people are always like, oh, I don't want too, too much cut. Oh, yeah. And it's like, but they're assessing your hair and they see where the split ends are. Mm-hmm. And like, they won't mm-hmm. cut more than they need to, but you well, probably need more than you think. It's a hit or miss. Yeah. It is easy to go scissor happy. Like, it's so easy True. to get scissor happy. True. You know, yeah. it, it is. It, that's easy. Yeah. But that's what you should cover in your conversation. If it yeah. doesn't feel right, it's yeah. not right. It's not right. Yeah. Period. You know, like speak up to the person. You're in their chair. It, it's a service exchange. So speak up. There's no sense. We're, we're you know, yes, there's the kids that are children and t- preteens and teenagers. And they're going to go through the phases of the like, I don't know. I just sat there. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> say anything. But like yeah. as a grown woman, yeah. there's no need to just sit. And let it happen to you. There's so many other places in our lives where we've allowed things to just happen. Mm. And if there's one place that it can start and it can spread to all those other areas, it's in a hair salon. So Mm. if you're in a chair and something doesn't feel right, then you speak up or you ask your questions. And be mindful of the questions. Don't ask around the things you want answers to. Be direct. 
direct questions get direct Direct answers. answers. Yes. So it's just like, you know, if I have someone asking for braids and they're like, well, I want this. Well, look, I'm going to give you three sample sizes to begin with. You let me know which one you want. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Because chances are that person might not actually have a clear vision of the size. Mm -hmm. I might know what I think they're talking about, but that doesn't mean we're on the same page. I'm always trying to get onto the same page as the person in my chair. Mm -hmm. As long as we're on the same page, we'll get to the same line. Yes. And just, yeah, use your language, like express as much as you can with the vocabulary that you have and make sure that there's communication happening because no one's a mind reader. No one knows this vision you have in your head. And sometimes it's just not realistic. There's so many times now that women are like, I want this. I'm like, girl, that's a wig. (laughs) And and I can't blame them for not knowing. Yes, no, of course. I know because I'm in the industry. Yeah. But I can't blame someone yeah. for not knowing whether yeah. that's a weave, a wig, a clip totally. in, a clip that, or like, it's just, how would, how would they know? Yes. No, absolutely. I think one of the things that you're really passionate about that I'm also passionate about, and I really appreciate that you care about this, is making women appreciate what they have oh, and, yeah. as you said, kind of fall in love with their own hair. How mm-hmm. do you foster that in your clients? Um, I've had to foster it in myself. Mm. I think just as years go by, everyone changes. Your body changes. Your hair texture changes. Every time, every seven years, your thyroid change. That means you literally get a whole entire new set of cells. Wow. That's how people are able to have acne later in life or have it really young or never at all or people go gray early. Those are all factors of these things because it's a whole new set of cells. Mm -hmm. So it can be hereditary. But like I said, we're all changing. So yeah, when you're young, your face might look one way and then you're in your mid-20s and your face looks like something else or say health issues arise and it's you have to learn how to just adapt. Yeah. Adaptation doesn't mean that's like just in your environment and your surroundings. Adaptation might mean the amount of time you take for yourself in the mirror. It might mean getting a massage because, you know, you need it to relax. Mm-hmm. It, it might mean, oh my gosh, work is so stressful and I don't know who or where to go in order to have a little quiet time for myself. You know, so I think for me, hair has always been it's it's been this form of like salvation or a sanctuary type vibe and it's something that i don't know over the past year i think my favorite thing to have witnessed is watching women come and even men they come and they sit in my chair and they're pulling out their laptops and they're getting work done <laughs> yes and it's shocking because they're like oh God, I look good. We just did my hair. My hair is done. <laughs> and I just got all my emails done. I got all the stuff that I've been putting yeah. off done. Oh, my God, I got so much work done. And then I'm looking at them like, man, I want to get some work done. You know, <laughs> granted, yes, doing their hair was getting work done. But yeah. there's so many more layers to it, yeah. you know. So it's it's just this space that everyone is able to just recycle and recycle and recycle and replenish each other and lift each other up mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, I think it's okay to struggle. I think it's okay to have a bad day. I think the important part is being around others that lift are, you up. Or lift you up, but are also willing to be like, man, I know how that feels. Mm. And so I think through hair, at least with my clientele, we're all very human. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I'll have one client coming in through the door who's like having the worst day ever. And then the client that's walking out is like, girl, that was me an hour ago. <laughs> and it's okay. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's verbiage that comes with adapting. Mm-hmm. I just think people don't realize how much goes into waking up every day and caring a little bit about yourself. You know, yeah. everyone gets caught up in the rat race. Everyone gets caught up in the, I'm not enough this, or I didn't do enough that. And really, we just got to slow down and be like, wait, you are enough. You do have all the tools in your toolbox. Maybe you just need to sharpen them and learn how to use them again. Yeah. I have to teach myself how to do eyeliner again every time I get a new <laughs> eyeliner color. I love this blue you have today. Thank, it's so thank you. But it's like, that's my thing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm an eyeliner girl, but every time I get a new color, mm. I still have to take the time mm-hmm. to teach myself yeah. how to apply it. Or even I, I always tell people when they get like a new cut or a new style, I'm like, look, go home, spend 30 minutes in the mirror and just work it. Like, yes. figure out how to make it work. Because when I was younger, I used to do that. I was having like a full selfie session. 
Like yes. I would glam myself up. Yeah. I would get the look together. And yes. I was just in my photo booth, like, do, 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 yeah. do. 562 pictures later. You know, and you kind of have yeah. to do that. You have to be your own cheerleader and, uh, and cheer yourself on. But we forget. Work gets in the way. Family gets in the way. All these other things mm-hmm. are on our plates. And it's just kind of like, man, it's so easy to forget about yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, self-care, self-love. Totally. Those are all categories that hair falls into. Yes. Um, so anytime that I can reinvent myself or I want to do a little, you know, metamorphosis, hair is always a Big top of my, of top yeah. of my list. Yeah. Always. Last question. And I ask all of my guests and a lot of them have hair related responses. So I'm curious to hear what yours is. When do you feel the most beautiful? Mm, I think I feel the most beautiful. There are two Probably two things. One is when I know I prioritized myself before going on a trip mm. that I know I'll, I'll probably be in the sun. Yeah. So whether it's making a decision like, oh, okay, this trip, I'm going to wear my hair out. I'm going to be in the sun because yeah. I know I'm prepared for that glam yes. or that little to no glam. Yes. And also I would say just taking a bath. Like I, I'd love bath. like a nice bubble bath and a nice long shampoo and conditioner and maybe a you scrub. Know, yeah, just feeling. just all of yeah. anything you can do in the bathtub. Meaning, please don't bother me for about two hours. <laughs> um, I think it's that solitude. Yeah. You know, like I said, preparing for like a trip. I could be braiding my hair for a trip. There's been trips that I literally would be braiding my hair down to the wire. Mm. Like, I'm like, girl, you have 30 minutes and you need to get through this and you also still need to pack. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing's better than being like, mm, did it, hair's killed, yeah. okay, on my yeah. trip, bags exactly. packed. Because I know that, yes, I was probably doing clients' hair and all these other things beforehand, but for that trip, I actually put myself first. Yes. Or at least for that moment of time, I put myself first yeah. until I got on the plane. <laughs> um but that in a bathtub, a hot bath. That's great. That's great. That's a beautiful answer. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, for being on the Naked Beauty podcast. Thank I will link to all of your things so people can find you. And then when your like amazing salon experience opens, <laughs> people are going to be like beating down the door to like. I'm, I'm trying to beat down the door too, girl. Yes. No, I'm so <laughs> excited to see what's next for you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com